0: Welcome to our first edition of Road Bike Action Radio. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. On the line with us is the editor of Road Bike Action, Neil Shirley. Uh, Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, George. Thanks for having me.
0: What a great event we're going to be talking about, and what a season for you. uh, Off the World Championships, and again, I'm not using that uh, unofficial word, uh, winning that, and then coming back and doing Gravel Palooza, which just sounded fantastic. And not only did you ride it, you actually produced it.
1: That's right. It's um, it's Gravel Palooza was was an event that I've been planning in my mind for, for pretty much the last couple of years. Um, I have a really unique opportunity to do so many wonderful gravel and mixed surface events and it's really kind of brought my my you know it's increased my passion for for cycling and, and being competitive but in a in a really fun environment so I wanted to offer something you know my own event because each each and every event has has its own touches there's no as of now you know there's no there aren't any cookie-cutter events. Each promoter has their own ideas. Each one is unique, and that's, for me, that's really the draw and what's what's fun about these. You never quite know what you're getting into when you go to one. Um, so I wanted to offer that in, you know, Santa Clarita, where I live and where uh, Road Bike Action is, is based out of.
0: So what did you bring from your experience as a racer, and you've been racing for quite some time, To an event that you put on, what makes that special, and what makes that uniquely you?
1: I'd say first off um, is is the challenge. Um, It is by no means easy. It was distance wise, um, it was a little deceptive. It was only fifty six miles, but in that fifty six miles, you had seven thousand feet of climbing (laughs) um, with some really challenging dirt most mountain bike dirt um so on a cross or a gravel bike it it was a it was a true challenge and that's i think that's that's what you that's what i enjoy in events and that's what makes them memorable if it's easy anyone can do it and it's it's the days the events that you you have you have some adversity out there your legs hurt and you're only midway through it <laughs> you know and that that's that's what people come back for, and that's what's making events like these so popular at the moment. And so, I definitely had a lot of challenge with mine. But then I also I brought in other elements like my dot, da- my two young daughters. They decorated the little mini, little mini pumpkins, and I put those out on course. And if you if you found a pumpkin, you grab it, you throw it in your jersey pocket, and it's good for a prize at the finish. Um, so just trying to make things where you you know it's it's a, it's a hard challenge. It's competitive at the front. Guys are still riding hard, but it's not just it's not just a race. Feel like a elitist vibe. It's it's really a fun atmosphere. And then of course hanging out after the event. You know, um, with the road scene, there's there's very little of that where you come back, you share stories, you have food. Um, And that's something that I think the, the grand fondos have have really um, brought back to cycling Um, and the gravel events do a really good job of that. It's it's like mountain biking, you know, from the early nineties, kind of that, that atmosphere where it's just a really fun event. Um, So, you know, we had carne asada tacos afterwards and everyone's there hanging out for a couple hours, sharing their stories and, and, you know, everyone leaves with a smile on their face and that's, that's really what I wanted out of the event, and I would say I'm very pleased with um, with how it went.
0: I liked your honesty in the write up where it said, "If you have questions about your fitness or your handling skills, this is not for you."
1: <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, you get you get an event, um, and it, if you want it to appeal to. I want it to appeal to a broad mix of riders, so that means um, accomplished um, high level riders. And also, I don't want to just cater to that. I, I want others that maybe it's their first event. Um, but as a beginner cyclist, it's probably not the event. so I, I feel like just being clear with with things instead of getting someone in, um, maybe not being honest with the difficulty of it and getting someone in over their head. I, I want people to, I, you know, for many, many of the people is the hardest ride they've ever done. And that's awesome. I, I love hearing that. That's, that's what I want, but I want it to be safe and I want it to be achievable for everyone out there. And, and I would say overall it was, I think there were only a few riders that weren't able to finish and, you know, those were, those were because of mechanical issues. Um, so it was, it. I'd say I'd say overall we really nailed it for year one.
0: Now you said something a little earlier that um, was something I really wanted to get into question-wise, which was how hard people were going, especially at the front. And you hear non-competitive event quite a, a bit these days. I think people like that, but it certainly doesn't slow them down. Why do you think that is?
1: Well. We're you know we're athletes. We're we're competitive by nature. So, um, I think that you can you can still ride really hard. I love I love riding hard. Still, I might not be doing a lot of races, but I I love pushing myself, challenging myself, and when you get a group of other like minded people, of course, it there's always that race element where you want to continue pushing but yet where there's where there's still camaraderie and if someone has an issue you know you don't just say okay good luck you know you if someone needs a tube you know you help them out someone crashes you help them out and and so striking that balance um is is what i wanted and 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 that worked out you know we there you know small groups finishing together, there wasn't necessarily attacking out there and honestly the course was so demanding that it's kind of a you know a ride of attrition where just natural selection on the climbs. Um so that kind of it kind of sorts itself out.
0: Now I gotta bring up I was looking at some pictures while I was researching the race and i saw a number plate on a bicycle with world champion stripes would that have been yours
1: that was mine yeah so uh one of one of my my buddies that that helped out with doing the the t-shirts and stickers and some of the artwork he um he did up number plates and and they weren't you know they weren't numbers where each person had their own number it, it was like a BMX or not bike number plate um but just with the gravel palooza logo on the front and then he uh he surprised me with um one you know a a custom one for me that had the the, um, gravel world stripe on the on, on it so that was that was pretty fun that was special
0: and what was it like to work with the forest service were they pretty good i know you had to limit the field to 60 riders
1: Yeah, so there's – with the forestry service, if you have an event where there is over 75 people, then you need a special – you need a a group permit. So that that was – I wanted to keep it small for year one especially because I I had never done anything like this. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, So uh, that just made a a, a perfect cutoff line for me, and I figured – I would open the registration up to 60 and then, you know, a couple invited riders and I would, I would be well under the the 75 window. And so, so that made it, that made it really easy. Um, so yeah, it, it, it all, it all logistically wise, it, it came together, um, pretty easily.
0: Now that course sounded epic. How did you get out and design that? Is that where you train uh, do you ride out there frequently? Yeah.
1: I uh, so the the first thirty miles was a really special area for me. I discovered it a few years back, and it, it's very rural. Um, and when I first rode it, I think I was the third cyclist on Strava to even go back in there. Um, so when you see that no one, that so few people have been there, you know it's you know, it's a gem and it's really, you go through this gorge that is so unlike anything else here in the Valley. Um, you, you wonder where you're at. Um, and it's, it's, you go through an abandoned campground and it's like this, this area lost in time and it's really gorgeous. And I wanted people to see that because everyone, so many people that live here have never, they don't even know that exists out there. Um, so that that was what that was the base of the of the route, and then I just had to look for other ways to get it up to fifty five to sixty miles, which is about the distance that I wanted um, and then that was really the fun part because that that pushed me to do some exploratory rides, and that was honestly as much fun as anything was just going out and being like you know, looking at maps at home and then trying to figure out, okay, how can I get from point A to point B? And it doesn't matter if it's paved or if it's dirt. I just, you know, back roads, and as long as it's safe, that's what we want. And that that was really a fun part. And then when, when the route came together... And it was, there wasn't anything on it that I wasn't happy with. It was just, it was, it was really fantastic how it all came together. And each part of the course, almost like, you know, three different parts were all kind of unique terrain. So it wasn't all the same type of terrain. The first third was really steep and and quite rough. And then you had um, the, you know, the next part was pretty gentle, um, Gentle climbs, um, smoother dirt roads, and then the last part was kind of punchy, short punchy climbs, but relatively smooth as well. So it was it was really you know for a 55 mile loop, it kind of had a bit of everything.
0: Now I've mentioned your honesty. I've got to know how steep was steep, and you said <laughs> they were steep climbs and steep yeah. descents. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh, you know the first five miles was was some of the hardest um, riding on the course, and there was there were sections that were over, you know, short sections, but they were over twenty percent. Um, and I, I rode, you know, I rode a a pivot vault um, bike with a fifty thirty four chainring up front and an eleven thirty two cassette on the back, and all, I I was in that thirty two um, cog quite a bit you know the first part of the course so people that weren't you know I tried to give them fair warning but you know no one really listens they're like oh that's I won't need that low of a gear but um, yeah it, it you know that first five miles if, if you're if you don't have the right gearing it can really load up your legs and 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 make the next 50 miles pretty tough
0: now you also had some support out there. How were you able to manage that on a gravel route? Uh,
1: we had, uh, you know, a couple really great volunteers that, that manned um, two. There were two feed stations out there, um, and then we had another rider that that made sure he just followed the last rider on the road. Um, oh, so you
0: actually had sweep.
1: Yeah, so so that was, you know, especially for that first 30-mile part, which is kind of the most rugged outback part of it. And then I was confident once, you know, once we got everyone through that, um, then there were options if they had to cut part of the course off, you know, if they were done, you know, there were easy routes back into town. Um, But, yeah, just managing that that first, you know, the first half of the route um, was, it was kind of the important part and and we handled it well that we didn't have any um, we didn't have any bad wrecks or any any incidents so i you know that was I was really pleased with that you know that was that's always that weighs on me I, I want everyone to have fun i don't want anyone to leave injured
0: What sounds like it was a blast. what was your feedback from riders?
1: It oh man that was what what was really special um, seeing people. Uh, You know, as people are coming in, you you see how tired they are, you know, covered in salt stains and dirt and exhausted. But then that smile, then that smile pops up as soon as they finish. And that was really, really neat for me to see that. That's what I wanted. As I already mentioned, I wanted them to be exhausted. I wanted them to say that's the hardest thing that they've ever done. But I also wanted them to say they loved it and they enjoyed it um and so as soon as riders finished i had them i i had a a poster size or a poster of the course route blown up and i wanted each person to sign it as they finished so that they were part of you know the first ever gravel palooza and, and really feel like you know my name is on this and so everyone signed it um and and that was that was neat cause that was like kind of the closure oh man i'm I'm done. My name is, is on paper now. Um, and then, you know, they were handed a, a root beer float because it ended up being a hot day. And, and so, you know, you don't need recovery drinks. You need something that you actually want to drink and will taste good <laughs> after <laughs> something like that. So, um, that was a, that was a really nice um, way to, to finish things up.
0: Well, I highly encourage listeners to go to the, Gravel Palooza page on Facebook because there's some great pictures. Um, I love your pictures of the uh, rough parts of the course. <laughs> it yeah, looks yeah. really awesome. <laughs> and uh, next year?
1: Yeah, that I, I'm already um, I'm already getting people asking like, okay, what you know, what's the date for next year? So I'm going to put that together. I'm going to. Uh, try and take it from just that underground feel and do uh, you know get a website going because it was you kind of had to be in the know how to how to register you know you had to send in a a postcard to register and so I, i might you know make it so that we can get you know bump up the bump up the entries um allow more people to experience the event um, so, but all that, all that, as that stuff comes together, all that info will be on the Gravel Palooza Facebook page.
0: Well, Nia, I love seeing a, a racer, a rider getting out there and not just doing the sport, but also promoting it like you did. Congratulations on a successful ride.
1: Yeah. Thank you, George. And I mean, it's, it's, that's what. That's what I love now, and, and so, like I said, sharing that with others and getting others to challenge themselves, it, it's, it's as good as me being out there doing it myself.
0: Editor of Road Bike Action Magazine, Neil Shirley, thanks very much for joining us on Road Bike Action Radio. Thank you. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. <music> We cast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony.
1: And I'm Tiffany Jenkins.
0: We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between.
1: Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. ACAST recommends.